0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode two of Children's Mental Health Matters. As a quick introduction, we are part of the Future Physician Leaders Program, which is a community based and collaborative effort at UCR School of Medicine. And our group is focusing on childhood trauma. And specifically, we're going to be going into um, a specific topic of our four focus being childhood abuse. We're first going to start off, though, with introducing our hosts. So hi everyone. My name is Mayra Usmani. I'm a third-year bio major at UCR, and my career goals are to become a physician.
1: Hi, my name is Raylan Chandra. I'm going to be a third-year at UCI studying psychology, and my career aspiration is to be a physician as well. Hi everyone. My name is Dan Sanchez, and
2: I go to RHS, and my career goes uh, to become a physician.
0: Perfect. So now that you've met us, we hope that you, you know, check out our website, able to see our face, interact, engage with us. Um, And today's podcast is going to be pretty conversational. That's kind of the structure that we're keeping it as. Um, This topic is obviously really heavy. And so we just want to foster communication and, you know, engagement with each other, because I think the conversation has to start with each other so that it's able to spread, you know, further and garner awareness. Um, So like we said, you know, childhood abuse encompasses a lot of different things, but what our group chose to focus on is specifically four topics, uh, subtopics within childhood abuse and, um, sorry, within childhood trauma. And today we're going to be focusing specifically on how childhood abuse affects uh, mental illness uh, and that affecting children. So I guess like a question to kind of start off with for, you know, us three here is, um, what exactly is childhood trauma, and I mean, what what sort of definition can we can we give to describe it?
1: So, I mean, I personally think childhood trauma is like a, an event, like a physical harm that just really impacts a child and their growth and development. And I feel like it's most common with physical abuse. There might be other types, but. It really like comes down to just how the child's impacted and how it kind of impacts their future as well. Yeah, I agree with Brandon. Like abuse is not
2: just like there's not like one form. So, um, I think like the most common one is like physical abuse. So yeah. Yeah,
0: I, I also do think that. Um, I mean, physical abuse is is definitely one that I think we hear a lot of, but I think there is also like, you know, emotional abuse. I think there's a lot that kinda, you may not physically see represented in the way that it harms a child and can affect them mentally, but um, emotional abuse is definitely something that's really big. Um, And also I think sexual abuse is definitely one that affects children a lot. And, you know, we definitely need to talk more about Um, And I think deserves more kind of awareness.
1: So now that we're kind of on the topic of childhood abuse, like how bad do you think childhood abuse is? Like, do you think there's more cases than are recorded? That's a good question. Um,
0: I think a thousand percent. yeah, Because, you know, the thing that like, really intrigues me about, I mean, especially like through learning about this topic is like, I think it's, I mean, first of all, like having an abuser and, you know, being vulnerable and having to, you know, shed light on like the hardships that you went through, um, isn't not only like super tragic, but also it's really hard to talk about. So I think there must be tons of unreported cases and also children, right, they may not know, who to reach out to and who to contact because um, I know for in the case of a lot of children they probably know their abusers or and through the research our group has done we've seen you know through stats that um, a lot of children you know do know their abusers and so it's like who do you reach out to for help when you don't even know what's around you to access right
1: mm-hmm And then like, I guess going on with childhood abuse and like, how bad do you think it impacts children's mental health?
2: So I think uh, abuse, it affects like their mental health because uh, like, let's say they're like in a new situation, they're not used to it. Like maybe a child has a friend who has like a, I guess a healthy like household, like um, so then like it may be something new to them if they like go to their house or like maybe they're talking about it with the friend and the friend like pointed out like that that abuse is not normal. So I think then like uh, they start thinking about it and it might like change their way of thinking.
1: Like, it makes them feel more, like, sad how and, like, depressed, I guess, in a way, that, like, they're they're stuck in this situation or they feel stuck in this situation.
2: Yeah, or, like, maybe how they haven't, like, they didn't realize it until now. Mm -hmm.
1: Okay, so now that we've talked a little bit about childhood abuse, I guess we can start getting into the real meat of it. So physical abuse is probably the most common type of abuse across the board, whether it's child physical abuse or it's just domestic physical abuse, that kind of thing. So what types of physical abuse, like, things do you think there are? Like, what kind of ways do you see physical abuse come in?
0: Yeah, yeah, like, like again, kind of going to the meat of it. I think, uh, one stat and all resources um, and references are listed on our website, just uh, to anyone that's curious. But, um, you know, we did find out that about like one in 20 children are physically abused within their lifetime. And that's, I mean, crazy to think that amongst a crowd of 20 people, like you can pick out one person, right? That That's tragic. But um, I think that physical abuse definitely can show itself with, um, I mean, you can definitely, like, bruises, right, bite marks, Um, but you can also see physical signs of child abuse when um, someone starts to behave in, you know, really odd or unexplained ways, Um, so, like, outbursts, outbursts, for sure, whether it be, you know, anger or fear, anxiety, um, I think those are definitely some types.
1: Mm -hmm. and I think a really like important thing to like see in children like if an adult just raises their hand suddenly and a child flinches that's a really big sign that they're being physically abused yeah No, no no, that's a thousand percent I agree yeah and it really sucks that like a lot of kids like can't help their situations and they have this sense of fear that they can't confined in anybody and just tell them what they're going through because of the backlash from their abuser, possibly, or the fact that someone might not believe their story.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that's the biggest thing is is there's still a huge stigma. And I, this is something that we're going to definitely touch upon in, in every podcast episode. But the stigma is still so real. And I think it, it became more and more prevalent like to me as a person, but also I think to our group is the fact that a lot of the stats that we looked into and a lot of even about this topic in general, I mean, I was not aware about, you know, it's, it's like, it's something that I I wish there was more awareness of. I wish that we would hear more about um, not only how prevalent this is, so that people don't feel like they're the only person going through these tough situations, but also I wish people were more aware about the resources that even, you know, hopefully children can access whether that, you know, be seeking medical professional help, you know, therapy,
1: um, and even ways to help get them out of the situation. Mm -hmm. And like, it's a great thing that we decided to research this topic and have the opportunity to because now on our website, you can find a lot of the resources that are available within the Inland Empire and nationally, and most of them are low cost or free. Yeah. And, and
0: speaking of like Riverside and San Bernardino, like, one of the stats that, that we referenced even on our presentation was that like 6.8% of children um, in Riverside and 5.7% of children in San Bernardino face, um, you know, physical, emotional, sexual abuse. And I mean, again, like the, that number should be 0%, right? So that it's, it's crazy to think about.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's time to talk about like the other types of physical abuse that we touched upon.
2: So if I could just add to the physical abuse, I was just something that came to mind was like um like you know, have you heard of like like tough love with like parents like sometimes like hit their kids yeah. to like discipline them and like um going back to the topic, like it might be like normalizing some cultures or like in some families. So like I don't know. I just thought it was like that just came to mind because I know there are like um like in some cultures like it's normalized to hit your kids like maybe a slap to the face or like a spank and like I think now more people are being open about it and like realizing it's actually like it's worse mm-hmm. yeah I just wanted to mention that
0: no that's yeah. definitely not normal I didn't I didn't even I mean and I I totally like understand what you're saying when we're coming from I didn't even like think about that like tough love in that sense like that's I'm glad you brought that
1: up because, like, that blew my mind completely. Yeah, like, I think it's definitely, like, a lot of minority, mm-hmm. like, cultures that believe in that, like, discipline, physical discipline is going to get the child to do better, in a sense. Yeah. But in reality, it does the complete opposite thing. Yeah, absolutely crazy.
0: Um. So, I guess, like, a- another topic that we were thinking about was... Um, I mean, we talked about physical abuse, and then we also mentioned, like, emotional abuse, right? Yeah, emotional abuse, sorry. Um,
2: So, like, personally, I think emotional abuse, like, I didn't even, like, um, like, I never even thought about it. And, like, I don't know if it's just too personal, but, like, um, I guess I had that, like, or that happened to me. And I didn't even know. So I think really, like, um, educating people about it because I didn't know about it. And I think just talking about it because if I wouldn't have, like, done research and everything, I wouldn't have known and I probably wouldn't have gotten, like, the help needed. And, again, like, relating to the tough love thing, like, emotional abuse could, like,
0: someone, like, maybe your parents, like, yell at you or something. And, like, that hurts you. Um yeah I don't know yeah no like thank you for your vulnerability and I think like more more people face emotional abuse and they don't even know it like um again like back to the stats right like I think that um in our presentation we even mentioned that about like 60 percent um of victims um face like emotional abuse and they're not aware about their abuse right it's like because when it comes to like emotional abuse I think sometimes um like as the victim you can even doubt yourself and 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 you're like oh maybe i'm overthinking it or right you start to like think you're the problem when in reality it's like you're not the problem like this is this is not right you should not be treated this way you should not be emotionally manipulated um, you should not you know be forced to feel guilty or forced to do something right even though you don't see marks on your body and in that way
1: you still can be really scarred mentally um mm-hmm. Yeah. And like going along with that, like emotional manipulation is probably one of the, it's, it's probably the hardest one out of all of these to like realize you're going through and emotional manipulators are extremely good at what they're doing. Most of them are narcissistic. So they gaslight you to make you feel like your emotions aren't valid and that what you're feeling isn't what you're actually feeling. And it's one of the hardest things to realize. And I think Even like when children are exposed to this emotional manipulation and abuse at a young age, as they get older, they, they continue these patterns because they feel like they need to be submissive or what they're thinking isn't good enough. And they end up like going through their entire adulthood, feeling this, like this trauma. And it's not like a short-term effect. Like once they leave this emotional manipulator, chances are they're going to uh end up in someone else's hands. Yeah, no, you're you're right. I
0: mean, all of these are long term. But you know, when you think about like, the emotional abuse of a child, right, when you're a child, like you're, you're still developing, your brain is still developing. So it's like, it's such a touchy topic to talk about. Because it's like, when you as a child are still not even fully able to comprehend what you're going through and being subject to, you know, abuse patterns that you really don't understand it's like I don't know it's it's hard it's hard to even talk about honestly. Are there I mean, do we know of like any any signs in a way like children who have faced emotional abuse like how that sort of manifests itself?
2: Well, Based off, like, the research, like, the emotional abuse, like, um, it damages, like, the child's sense of worth, and it impacts their emotional development. Like, again, how you said, like, children don't know, like, it's wrong. So they just, like, kind of accept it. So then I think, like, later on when they do realize it, like, they actually see the bad in, in it. Mm-hmm.
1: And, like, I definitely think a sign of emotional abuse is... The hostility factor about it, like if an outside party were to point it out to the victim, the victim would then defend the abuser because that's what they were almost like trained to do in a way is yeah. accept the behavior and believe the behavior is right. And if someone points it out, they're wrong. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's crazy.
0: And, and I one thing that I didn't even know is that like emotional abuse can manifest itself in eating disorders. Like, I did not know that, like, in full transparency, so that's something crazy, but yeah, like, emotional abuse, I mean, all types of abuse affect you in many ways, but, like, you know, when it comes to emotional abuse, I think, like, you know, you can, it can also lead to, like, depression at a young age, and, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot, it encompasses a lot. mm mm-hmm.
2: Excellent. um so you guys want to talk about the next topic which is sexual abuse and just some stats for now is that 20 percent of women and five, five to ten percent of men are sexually abused as kids and then more than 90 percent of child sexual abuse victims minor abuse so what are your guys thoughts on that
0: um I think the fact that more than 90 percent of childhood sexual abuse victims or their abusers, absolutely insane. But I mean, if you think about it, like, you know, it, I, I always hear in the news, like about these like stories, right, of uh, of someone trusting a family member to babysit their kids or, or watch over them. And, um, you know, unfortunately, like those are the people that through stats have shown are the ones that take advantage of the situation and of taking care of a child. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I think also with sexual abuse, I think it's a lot harder for children to understand because again, not not only is it a very sensitive and heavy topic, but also like as a child, what do you know about this kind of abuse? I mean, what do you know about any abuse, but furthermore, like sexual abuse is something that, um, you know, it, it's really hard to comprehend as a child, right? You don't even
1: know about these types of topics at that age. So, yeah, and I think emotional abuse kind of ties in with sexual abuse, especially at a young age, because those sexual abusers manipulate the victim into thinking that what the abuser is doing is okay. And that it's just a lot of the times with kids, they're just like, oh, I'm just massaging you or, oh, this is just like, this is just a type of play we're doing. Like, we're just hanging around and playing. Like, this is grown-up stuff. Like, don't you feel like you're older now and like you're, a, you're more mature? And I think it's so disgusting that there are people out there willing to do this and like destroy the innocence of a child. And I think a really important part of this is that, yeah, you hear a lot of victims that are women come forward, but you don't hear that many men victims come forward. And so to see that there's five to 10 percent of men who are sexually abused as a child, like I feel like you don't hear that many stories about male victims coming forward and it's unfortunate because it's that stigma once again that males should be like confident and that they should be strong and like that they can't show emotions and so I feel like that's the reason you don't see as many victims step forward for men yeah
0: no I I agree a thousand percent and I think that um I mean uh, there's it's so like it's so hard to think that um when it comes to like reporting these cases, because it's like, again, like when it comes to um, things like sexual abuse and emotional abuse, it's like, how do you as the victim, like try to prove that this is something that actually happened to you? Like I, with physical abuse, you know, there might be some marks on your body that, you know, it's, it's pretty evident of what happened and not always, but in, in some cases, right? But like with sexual and emotional abuse, it's like, It's like, how do you, I feel like there's sort of like a factor of like, well, will people believe me when I share this with you? I know that a lot of people who, um, you know, are sexually abused, um, you know, it takes them some, I mean, understandably, so it takes a lot of time and a lot of courage to actually come out about the situation and only for them to more often than not be doubted about whether this even happened, their validity, their credibility, their memory, um, and so I think, I think that in itself is also like tragic to.
1: Think yeah, I think that's a really like big thing, especially I would say with rape, like, yeah, we have rape kits at hospitals, but even then, like, I don't think there's a lot of people who would be able to like go to a hospital after experiencing such a traumatic event in the timeline to get the rape kit test done on them. And it's it's really hard to think that there's so many people that go through this and so many unreported cases and that like, there's some people who never talk about it at the end of the day because they just, they feel like they can't. And I think the, this world needs to do better in treating victims right and just finding ways to support them. I feel like we don't have that many resources or they're not talked about enough and that needs to change.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but again, I, I think that's why like having these conversations are important. Um, I think it all starts about talking about this because I feel like when you talk about this, you're able to spread awareness and you're able to spread awareness, you're able to reach a larger audience and and hope that they will also have these own conversations in their own homes, you know, with their own family and friends. And uh, I mean, that this is where it starts, right? So, Mm-hmm. I'm glad that we were able to, to have this conversation with all of us. And um, definitely on, in the next episode, we're going to have sort of more, more topics stemming from childhood trauma and,
1: and the way it affects mental illness in children. Yeah, and I think our website really touches well on this, especially with the resources that can help anyone once again. If, if you're a, a victim of any sort of childhood abuse or just even abuse now, like we have lots of resources on our website that you can give a call to and they'll be able to help out your situation really well. And I just want to thank everyone for listening and to make sure to check out our presentation that's located on our website. And also to make sure to check out our Instagram and Twitter. Their handles are at mentalhealthmatters.ucrfpl and at UCRFPL. Yeah. So those are our socials.
0: Check them out. Again, we 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 want you all to stay connected. um, you know, so you can reach out to our Instagram, you can email us questions. Um, we obviously we're we're students, we're still learning a lot about this topic. And and we just, you know, did learn. Through a lot of our own research, but if if you know more and want to share that with us, or if you want to ask questions, we can definitely try our best. But again, at the end of the day, please do if you you yourself or you know someone who has gone through these experiences, please do uh, you know bring attention to it and you know spread your own awareness and reach out to uh, authorities and primary care physicians in order to. You know, shed light on whatever experience that you're going through. So, again, thank you all so much for listening. Um, Please tune in on our next episode that will focus again on another type of uh, childhood trauma. And we just want to leave you all, you know, with a small little quote, and that's to remember that your struggle is a part of your story. Thank you all so much, and see you next time.